yo, what is going on, everybody? And welcome to the designated spitters. I tell you guys right now, Derek is is, is going to be coming correct today. My man got a jaw shirt on. So <laughs> if you start hearing a dun dun. Yeah. <laughs> Did you see that video? I don't know if you saw that video on Twitter. You see that video of the shark eating the guy? Oh, yeah, where that it was, was just terrible. Man. Oh, man. I saw another. This is not baseball related, but I just watched one five minutes ago that freaked me out. So there was this footage, uh, I think it was in maybe California, New Mexico, of something falling out of the sky. It looked like uh, like something crashed in like a satellite yeah, so or something. Yeah, 10 feet aliens or something? Yeah, and then like two yes. people called into 911. There's yes. two aliens in my yard. Yes. And then the cops the are cop going around. Like, the cop is like, well, my partner seen something fly. I can't <laughs> believe in this. I don't I mean, I'm a believer. I mean, maybe it's Dominguez's family coming to watch it him play be. or whatever. It could be like, that. Was this in Somerset, New Jersey? Maybe there's a promotion coming. Maybe yeah. there's a promotion coming. So they're like, hey, we got to get an up-close look. They're like, but no, man's in 210. Let's go see what's up. The funniest thing about the video is the cop telling him, hey, if you see any other 10-foot thing, don't be calling me. I'm not coming back in to deal with him. He's yeah. like, I'm not coming back in to deal with these damn things. So you figure that shit out, but... Yeah, man. Um, I saw that one video. I'm like, that got to be one of the most helpless situations in the world. Like a big ass shark just ripping you up. And like, what do you do? You're screwed. That's why I really, I don't really like going in the ocean, man. Nope. I, I'll swim in pools. I'll swim in lakes. But like, if I go in the ocean, it's like 10 seconds. I get hit by one wave. I'm out. <laughs> I'm like, hey, man, I tell my fiance this all the time. Look, I don't have wings for a reason. I don't have gills for a reason, okay? Yeah. I don't go in the deep, deep ocean. I don't go jumping out of airplanes. <laughs> I don't do none of that. Like, when people's like, hey, I'm going cave diving, I'm like, you are dumb. Yeah. <laughs> you are d No, not going to do it. You want a thrill? Uh, drop a bowling ball on your foot. There you go. That's your that's your thrill you can have and hop around from that. My no brother went skydiving. I, I asked him, why would you Can't jump out of a perfectly operational airplane? Nope. You know, it's <laughs> live slow, die old. That's my motto. Yeah, I mean, that, that's, there you go. I'm like, no, I'm not going to do it. But the Yankees snuck away with a pretty decent uh, win yesterday, thanks to some good base running by IKF um, on yeah. the base hit. I thought that was the biggest play of the game. Can we uh, give him some props? He's been, he's been really good lately. He's been awesome. He's been yeah. awesome. Stepping up. He, he's, in a, he's in a very good role, too, that they have him in. It's probably the role that he always should have been in for the Yankees. Agreed. Agreed. Is, you know, good that you could play all over the place. Is he the greatest outfielder on the planet? No, but he's been good. He's been average, and he doesn't have a good arm, but he's been manageable. He's he's done a solid job for the Yankees this year. Uh, speaking of where the Yankees currently stand, if we take a look right now, the Yankees are nine games out of first place. They are up uh, plus one in the wild card race, 10 games over, which I give credit to the Yankees on this, their ownership, leadership, whatever you want to give credit to, that this team is even 10 games over. Um, and I think that just has a lot to do with the Yankees pitching, especially their bullpen, which has done an amazing job of shutting teams down. We've seen that again yesterday in the Red Sox game. I got terrified when Devers was up with first and second. I was like, yeah. this guy's going to end up giving, giving them the lead, and we're going to be screwed. But Wandy gets out of it, and the Yankees' pen continues to look good. Tommy Canely has been excellent. Yeah. What, what's your Titans. thoughts on, on how the Yankees are managing with this pen and the pitching what? overall? Domingo Herman, yeah, phenomenal. So Herman, to me, he's pitching like an all-star. You know, if, yeah. if he hadn't been suspended, he probably would be an all-star. Yeah. That's, you know, be truthful about it. Uh, Garrett Cole, I think, is turning it back around. He had that stretch of a month where he was awful, as he always has every year, but then he turns it back on. And it's weird how it, it like, culminates in 
a shutout or a complete game. Like it's it's got like this apex and then it yeah. sinks. So you remember against the Astros a couple of years ago, he threw that great 130 pitch shutout and then stunk for six weeks. Yep. He shuts out, I think yep. it was the twins, and then he stunk for a month. Hopefully yep. he's on that that build back up. He'll probably have another rut at some point and then hopefully get back uh in line, you know, down the stretch for the postseason and so forth. You know, the bullpen's been phenomenal. Uh Tommy Canley's changeup is phenomenal. Awesome. Wicked. Phenomenal. Wicked. I want to see uh, Ian Hamilton back soon. That'll be nice. Uh, and I was mentioning him today too in in a video I did. I was like, "Oh yeah, that's right. Ian Hamilton is injured, and hopefully, I'll be back pretty soon." Cordero's been impressive. Um, you know, Wandy's had a few ups and downs, a few more ups yeah. and downs this year than last. Wouldn't mind getting an, another lefty in there at some yeah. point uh, if they can find you know somebody like a left-handed Ian Hamilton from yeah. out of nowhere. You know, that'd be great. Are you are you worried about their usage up to this point? Well, or not so much. I mean, they're definitely overused a little bit, but theoretically, you got Rodone coming back. Severino's usually pretty good at giving you innings. He, last couple of times yeah. out, even though he's gotten ripped, he's given you at least five innings. Right. Um, I feel like the they're not going to have as tough of a workload, you know, in the back half of the season. And also, you know, there's there's opportunities to go pick guys up in the second half if you need somebody. You know, you got that's, yeah, that's, definitely... that's what. Yeah, I definitely want to bring. <clears throat> I just made a video actually a couple hours ago before uh, designated spit has started, kind of touching a little bit on the Yankees' offense and a couple of the topics we're talking about today. One of those being a trade. I think the Yankees should look to do early, and I'll, I'll ask you about that one later. But looking, you mentioned the other ace that we hope to have, who is starting to throw. He threw today. Unfortunately, hit Willie Calhoun, but we'll, we'll, we're going to talk about that here momentarily. But this is from Brian Ho. Carlos Rodon is scheduled to throw one more live BP on Thursday. Then he is going to begin a minor league rehab start. I mean, this is about the best news that you can get. And I wanted to show this video. I thought this was pretty funny. This is him striking out Harrison Bader. But watch what he does at the end here. I think this is great. So he got the, he struck him out. Carlos Rodon just gets the ball back and he's like, you know what? Fuck this baseball. <laughs> he just spikes <laughs> the ball on the ground. Yeah. He's like the hell with this damn baseball. Damn it. He just seems like a guy, man, just like watching this clip alone and the attitude that, that he has on the mound and just who he is overall. I need this damn guy back for the Yankees. You know, he could turn it into a Cinderella story. I mean, you come back and you dominate in the second half and you help get this team over the top or pitch them into a decent playoff spot. Let's be honest. I don't think they're going to win the division, but you can get, yeah. uh, you know, get them a, a home seed for the wild card round, you know, pitch well in the playoffs. You know, he's got a chance to put those memories of not pitching for the first half of the season behind him, you know, get rid of all the Carl Pavano yeah. mentions and all that oh, stuff. God, but I uh, love it. I just want to throw this bot because you tweeted about this today. Why the hell is Willie Calhoun batting against him? <laughs> so that's your leadoff man of the night. Yeah. I can see him throwing to, to Bader. You mentioned during the, the pre-show, uh, Oswaldo Cabrera, a guy who can hit from both sides, you know, right. can give you looks as a hitter from both sides. Really, the hitter doesn't even need to be in there swinging, right? Exactly. You've got a guy who's working his way back. His command is obviously not going to be great, and he throws 96 miles an hour. Do you <laughs> right. really want to risk your leadoff man? One of the only guys on the team who's been hitting, by the way, for the last couple of weeks yeah. by letting him get drilled in the hand by a 96-mile-an-hour fastball from a guy who's you know, a little bit uh, out of control. You yeah. don't even need a 
professional baseball player. What are the kids over at Fordham doing in yeah. June? You know, Facts. baseball's Hell, over. Get a, yeah. get a, get a Mr. Hitting coach up there to, to bat. Let Dylan Lawson take a few reps. <laughs> yeah. Off a real major league pitcher. Let's see what happens. <laughs> Let, let's see that one. Let's, let's play that one live over and over again on the Jumbotron. Uh, uh, you know, when he, when he says guys are having professional, you know, 100 averages at the major league level. I want to play this. I know you're not going to be able to hear this, but this is Aaron Boone talking a 30 second clip. Let me play this for you guys real quick as he discusses Rodon. Other than that, what was your takeaway of how Rodon looked? I thought he looked really good. Probably stuff wise, as good as I've seen even going back to spring. Um, yeah, it seemed like he was. I think he was like 93 to 96, but it just had that gear to it, and without him reaching for it, you know, just like um, so. Uh, you know, all in all, um, another another good day to get two ups there, and hopefully we're we're in good position to have one more on Thursday, and then. And then. So basically, Aaron Boone is just—I mean, he said he looked the best he looked since the start of spring training, and that he does have the one more start, and then he will go immediately into a, a rehab assignment. So, I mean, you are looking at this point, right? You would assume if all that goes well, Thursday would be, what, the 15th? Yep. You would think he'd have another week. Maybe he starts on the 22nd, I would 21st. say if he, th- if he throws a live BP, you probably would start him five days later. I would say the 21st. That so would be Wednesday. the 21st would be, let's say, a first. I don't care if he goes 25 pitches. Yeah. You got to be thinking he has a shot of coming back a little after the all-star break, what you would say? Yeah, I would say which is around the eleventh or twelfth, I believe. Four weeks probably from the twenty-first. Would you know you figure he's gonna get um you know a start every five days. Right. And he they probably want to get him, you know, five starts. So you know, like you July would July at best is yeah, what I'd you're say, likely looking at. July July fifteenth would be like, you know, probably uh, the early end. You know I remember I said anything below anything before August, I would be extremely happy about. Yeah. We're going to, I think, just get under the wire. Yeah, so, I mean, that, that is absolutely huge for the Yankees to get back in the pitching side. And I know a lot of people have thrown this up to me to say, Pete, look, pitch is not the problem. You know, it, it's the offense. So let's touch a little bit on this offense. We all know this already. Nobody's going to replace Aaron Judge. That is not going to happen no matter what you look for. You don't just go on the market and go, hey, look, I found an Aaron Judge and let's, let's get him in. And there's not Aaron Judges out there. So you got to figure out ways to make this team going. But my biggest problem right now with the Yankees is when Judge gets hurt, a lot of the main veterans, the meat of that order, they just disappear. Yeah. Giancarlo Stanton is a guy that, um, you know, I know he is just getting back. He only got 72 ABs this year. I made a video earlier today, and I just simply said it. Look, the guy is 33 years old. He's going to play the rest of this year at 33 years old. He needs. He always has above an 850 OPS. He hasn't had it this year, and of course last year, 870 OPS in 2021. I don't think that's asking for a lot when Gian, when Giancarlo Stan is on the field and healthy, as we should assume he is right now. But what are the, what do you expect? I mean, the guy's 33. He's missed about 40 percent of his time with the New York Yankees. Mm-hmm. At some point, I'm sorry, Derek. You got to look at this and go. This guy's been. A bit of a disappointment. Oh, I mean, there's no question he's been a, a disappointment during the regular season. I do think it's it's notable that, you know, he hasn't missed any playoff games. And he's Correct. pretty much showed up under pressure during the biggest well. of big games. Yep. But, I mean, this is clearly a guy who's not 
he, he's not built like a baseball player, right? He's built like a like a tight end or something. Yes. You know what I mean? He's, yes. You, 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 that body can't handle every single day. And that's why, you know, uh, people are saying, you know, put him out in the outfield. Dude's going to die if you put him out oh, in the outfield every I, I said that in my video today. I'm like, at this point, the, le- the only other thing the Yankees can do is completely bubble wrap him. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, uh, I, you know, I think he, he needs to take a little bit of uh, a, a little bit of a leadership role right here. Put the team on his back. You know, uh, you know Judge is, you know, uh, a one of a kind player. But Stanton is as close as you can get to Judge when he's when he's on and swinging the bat well. He can hit five home runs in six days. He can put fear in pitchers. But right now he's swinging at pitches that are foot off the plate. Right now yeah. you just got to be better. I'm sorry. I mean, there's no, there's no like fundamental that I can stress right here. Just be better. Do Damn better. Right. Damn right. And, and that's the only way I see it myself is that he has to be better. And another guy that needs to step up, of course, is Anthony Rizzo. I mean, I know Rizzo had a little bit of an injury, but if you scroll down here, we look at Anthony Rizzo's last 15 games, 197 average and 61 at bats, a 20 strikeouts. Uh, only two walks during that time, a 222 on base percentage and a 262 slugging over those last 15 games. And, you know, we all know that Anthony Rizzo is a leader on this club. We all understand that. You know, he's having a good year overall. He was hitting, you know, 311 or so recently, and that's dropped all the way down to the 270s. But the neck injury is one thing. I get it. I understand it happened. It is what it is. It comes a time, though, that these guys have to figure something out and get on base and start hitting. The shocking thing is we got guys like Willie Calhoun who's actually stepping up. And, and I've been really impressed with ba- uh, Bowers. Bowers, Not, yeah. not only um, the, you know, hitting home runs or whatever, but doubles. When was the last time we saw somebody who hit some doubles? Yeah, you, you're a huge fan of the double, by the way. I love the doubles, you, man. You love the double. You're a huge fan of the double. Double Ds, especially. No. Double Ds. <laughs> double Ds, especially, folks. Uh, so, no, I, I love the... Um, I love the ability to drive the ball in the gaps. It's just more fun. Like to watch a baseball game and somebody hits a bases clearing double. It's even more fun than I think sometimes a home run. Like you get action on the bases. You know, um, I think it was David Cohn makes this point occasionally where you serve up a home run as a pitcher. You almost feel like you're out of the jam because you're reset. True. You reset. Yeah. But if you give up a double, it's like you still got somebody in scoring position. Like I love just putting the pressure on the other team because that leads to those big innings, the, the high energy guys playing loose. Yep. This team plays too tight. They're just, you know, <clears throat> I don't know. No doubt about it. And I mean, it, it's not even, you know, I, I see people in the chat talking about, uh, you know, DJ LeMay who's been dog shit. At this point, I almost, I don't even want to bring him up. Because I'm like, I don't even know if I feel the need to expect any better. But from Stanton and Rizzo, I'm like, I expect you guys to do a little more. DJ LeMayu, I have never, and everybody knows that has watched me. I am a huge fan of DJ LeMayu. I love the way the guy plays baseball. Still very good defensively. But there's a reason I didn't bring up him or JD. is because I don't expect nothing really from either one of those guys. They're over the hill. I mean, they're they're over the hill. But let me ask you this while we're talking about Donaldson. The power looks like it's back. Like the power it does. Is, do you think that that opens up a trade avenue for the Yankees? He's playing good D. He's you know hitting the ball out of the ballpark. You know that could uh, open a, a door for about. Peraza. You know, yeah, it is interesting to think about. I, I mean, when I mentioned him earlier, I said, "Hey, look, it's cute that he has you know what five home runs. I think he has six hits overall. Five yeah. to be in the home runs." <laughs> and I'm like, you know, but the thing is, over a long period of time. 
this looks really bad. Yeah. So if you stretch that type of production out for 30 plus games, yeah, okay, he's hitting a couple of homers, but he's hitting 120. Yeah. 150. Um, it's when you brought up pressure, right? Uh somebody in our Discord server earlier posted the 09 Yankee lineup, right? And and just everywhere they were. And the thing that stuck out to me more than anything is the way of the Yankee philosophy years ago, we talked about this before, was to like knock pitchers out by like the third or fourth inning, just tire them out, wear them down. You just had a group of guys that had amazingly high on base percentages. But then when you really look at it, you're like, wow, that's one of the best lineups of all time. It's a really good lineup. I mean, it's stupid. Like Jorge Posada, I just want to read the on-base percentages. 363. Teixeira, 383. Cano, 352. Jeter, 406. A-Rod, 402. Damon, 365. Cabrera, 336. Swisher, 371. Matsui, 367. You know, it's it's funny. We we take guys like Matsui and Swisher and even to an extent um uh Teixeira for granted. You know, th- these yeah. are really good players that have kind of, you know, nobody really talks about anymore. You know, Jeter and Posada, like they get all the attention, the last remaining members of the core four. Cano was obviously an MVP candidate, but Matsui was just so clutch. And Swisher had such a good year that year. 29 home runs, hitting yeah. from both sides of the plate. Teixeira, I think, hit 39 home runs that year. Again, switch hitter. They were just so dangerous. They were just – that was just such a fun team to watch. Uh, those were the days. Speaking <laughs> of um, – and, 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 and again, ahead of time, you guys – I told, I warned you guys, you're going to hear the name of Anthony Volpe a lot over the next um, couple of weeks with anybody that's a content creator out there because, guys, it is, it is no doubt a story. I got to bring this up because, Derek, I think you actually also tweeted about this uh, yesterday, I want to say. But over his last 30 games, here's his numbers. 103 at-bats, 17 hits, 6 home runs, which is fine. 17 RBIs, I'd also argue that's good. 4 walks, 35 strikeouts, 3 stolen bags, a 165 average, a 202 on base percentage, and the 379 slugging. What are your thoughts on these last 30 games of Volpe? Because these numbers don't feel developmental. They feel just downright ugly. Yeah, well, I mean, if you if you if you figure what is 102 at bats, you said. Yep. Let's let's multiply that. Let's say he let's project that out to a 500 at bat season. Yep. That's 30 home runs and 85 RBIs. So yep. the production is there. Yep. Like the tools are there. We can see it. We know how fast he is. Just not making enough contact. To me, it just says he's a little bit overmatched. He's not making the adjustments, or he's not making the adjustments quick enough. You know, last night on my show was the first time that I really broke it down on Volpe. Oh, sorry, my light went off. Uh, the first time that I really broke it down on Volpe to where it was like, all right, it might be time to start the clock on sending him back down. Like, you don't want to yeah. do it. But to me, it's June 11th. We 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 said, we've been saying all year, if July, he's still hitting 180, 190, you got to think about it. July's yes. in a couple of weeks. Yep. Yep. I think, I think I mean, he's got, if he's not hitting 210, if he's not, you know, getting on base a little bit more in a couple of weeks, I'm sorry. Got to go to AAA. And the other thing people don't understand, and, uh, you know, you notice as, as much as I do, he's hitting 187 right now with 225 ABs. He has to get pretty damn hot 
to yeah. start bumping back over the 200 mark to 210. I had him at a yeah. hopeful 240. Yeah. He's not touching 240 this year. He won't come close to that. No. I uh I I I won't if he's not at like 210, 220, whatever it is in a couple of weeks, but he's hitting better, like you give him you give him a couple more of weeks. Course, he's hitting better. Like he starts I think project- it's just a watch at this point. Yeah. But right now we're seeing the same thing over and over again, you know, and um yep. we're seeing you know guys pounding him in and he can't like even when he turns on it, he hits it foul because yep. he's opening up so much. He's hitting yep. around it. Anybody who plays MLB the show will understand this. Go in there and play uh, like the practice batting practice and throw fastballs inside, like off the plate, like and try and pull them. You're if you foul. You're, they're foul. That's what's happening. And yep. when you throw him away, he's just not prepared for it because he's opening up so much. Yep. He's got to go. You know, he, if it's not in the major leagues, he's got to go down to the minor leagues and work on hitting that ball to right center. In spring, that's what we love so much about him. Is that how many line drives did he hit over the second baseman's head? That was beautiful. I- when I when I <clears throat> so I heard what I heard about Volpe and I I put that out about like you know not being able to hit sliders the high fat kind of the stuff we're seeing now, which is what I was told a lot about him. But when it came to spring, I was like Volpe was like you said hitting line drives to right field. He was hitting ground balls in between first and second base for base hits. He was going to right field quite a bit, but now it's like even if you look at his spray chart, everything is pulled. Yeah, and I'm like, Dad has to do with him opening up so early. He can't reach the outside pitch. Samantha and, has a sorry. I'll go ahead. No, I, please go. No, go ahead. Good. Say Samantha has a great comment. Maybe that's what the Yankees want him to do. We it could see. Be. Look at Aaron Hicks be. since he left the Yankees. Look at Gary Sanchez. Three ninety one. Like, Aaron Hicks geez. today he got two more hits. I mean, maybe it is something that the Yankees are teaching. You know, we don't know what they're teaching. That's the one disadvantage we have as you know, content creators that yep. aren't in the room. We're not around the team. We can't tell what they're teaching. I can't see what they're working on yep. in the batting cage under the stadium. I can't hear what Dylan Lawson's saying. And they won't tell us because that's something that they don't want to tell their opponents, you know, that it's something that they're going to hold close to their vest. But if they're wanting guys to open up and pull the ball and hit home runs, I'm sorry, that's just the wrong approach when everybody throws 100. Yeah, 100%. And then when you see the tools, the funny thing with Anthony Volpe is, like you mentioned, we, we know, obviously, the power is there. Here's a kid who could hit 30 home runs potentially at the major level, 25, 20 even every year. Be like, all right, you know he's going to pop 20 home runs. We know that about him. We, we know another thing. He doesn't ever seem flustered in big situations. Like, no. all that is there. I mentioned that yesterday. I, I said, the one thing I got to give him credit for is I know if I was up there and I keep looking up and I see 187, 188, I'd be like, man, this fucking sucks. Yeah. Like, I need to get a damn hit this at bat. Yeah, he just seems like it's like, all right, you know, eventually it, it what it is, what it is. I'm gonna get there. I, it, there's like a calmness about him, and again, some people put on good poker faces that you don't really know. Maybe it's in his mind. We don't know that, but he doesn't seem flustered. He doesn't seem, for himself, he doesn't seem like it's really getting to him. Yeah, does he look overmatched? Yes, and I'm sorry. At this point, I got I gotta say see what I'm what I'm watching here. When he comes up, and I see the way guys are pitching to him and what his mechanics look like, I just see a guy. Paul O'Neill said it the other day too. He said, no matter how long he goes, he's never gonna hit for a high average. He can't. Yeah. Because of the way that swing is, it's never gonna happen. Yeah, it it, it has problems for sure. Look, I think about Billy Bean sometimes, how um, you know he had all the talent in the world in the minor leagues and uh, couldn't do it at the major league level ever. 
And part of that was that um, he got down on himself a lot after he yeah. would make outs and stuff where somebody like Lenny Dykstra would go like, Oh, for five, three strikeouts say, Oh, where are we going to eat? You know, like <laughs> the mental part of it is, so I, I like that. He's not, he doesn't look dejected. You know what I mean? Like he, I, right. I, I, I think he's going to be a good player. But the problem is is clearly mechanical. Some guys you wonder, is it mechanical or do they just stink? Like last year, you know, watching Aaron Hicks struggle, it was, you know, he was he was good, but it was, it was you know, like, why isn't he hitting? He, he used to be able to hit. You know, is it mechanical or is, he, is it just too is he just too old? Same thing with Donaldson now. You know, yeah. the power seems to be back. But last year it was like, what's the what's the, what's the issue? Um, with Volpe, it's pretty clear what the issue is. And yeah. it, he just has to fix it. And I don't know what steps the Yankees are taking to fix it because it's obvious to anybody who's watching. I would love to be a fly in the room oh, just yeah. to see what's, what's exactly going on here. Uh, we got a uh, member chat right there from Ruben. He says, man, I'm so tired of having names that aren't performing to expectations. Stanton can't stay healthy. Can't play the field. LeMayu can't replicate 2019. Donaldson hasn't been really good since 2019. And then also a super chat here from Ruben who says, how are the Yankees minor leagues reportedly hitting for higher averages every year for like the past four years and cutting their K percentage, yet the MLB club seems to destroy the development, the little development they made in the minors. I would say the one big thing with that is that the major leagues is a lot harder, is is yeah. one. So for some guys, it's just not going to work. It's like somebody saying, and and again, I've been somebody pushing, give Floriel a chance. Do I expect Floriel to have his AAA production at the major league levels? No, not at all. Nowhere near that. I don't believe that would happen. Um, so I think a lot of it has to do with that. But it is it is something to look at. Like you mentioned Aaron Hicks. You mentioned a few other guys that have left and they just start doing well. Uh, Tyro Estrada never really had a chance at the major leagues, but but right. he left and has done well. Duran never played for the Yankees at the major league level, but he left and has done well at the major league level. I don't know what it is, but it, it is it is very odd. One thing I do know and that we can actually look upon when it comes to Volpe is we heard a lot about his power to right field. Yeah. We haven't got to see that a lot. So maybe it is the idea of a Bob Homer's swing, swing, swing hard for what is the thing called swing? What swing at strikes, hit strikes hard. It strikes hard. Yeah. So maybe that whole approach is, Hey, turn on that shit. And one of the things is, you know, he's hit a few home runs to right field. So we know he can do it. He's just got his he does kind of the same thing that Glaber does, where he tries to lift and separate a lot. Uh, and, you know, I just don't think that's a great approach for a young player. Speaking of batting averages in the minor leagues, can I I just pulled up the double A game from today, please? Three of our top prospects. Um, Trey Sweeney was leading off hitting 236. Jason Dominguez, top number one prospect hitting 210. And that's after yep. a two for four day today. Mm-hmm. Austin Wells hitting 250. Yep. They do not care about batting average their cleanup Not hitter 235 226 271 189 176 241 yep this what are you doing come on it's clear right it's clear yeah. that this team doesn't care about batting average but it's clear that they're overlooking something I, and i you know it's a data point like any other data point it doesn't mean everything but i i just flat out reject the premise that it's as meaningless as they make they they want to believe and it's like it's like one of those people where you try and tell them something and and you know that you're right and they're wrong and they won't yeah. believe you. Yep. You know, it's like I every and I I don't want to throw my wife under the bus, but every once in a <laughs> while, every once in a while, you know, she'll uh, she'll leave the oven on or something like that. And I do it too, but but if I call her out, hey, hey, uh, oven's on. 
Were you, you cooking anything in the oven? It's like, I turned it off. Then why is it on? I didn't fucking use it today. I turned it <laughs> off. I know I turned it off. You didn't fucking turn it off. It's been on for two right hours. Been on. <laughs> like, that, like that. And that's what it is with batting average. It's like, yeah. we're not scoring runs. Well, you're not hitting for a high average. Well, batting average doesn't matter. How can you say that? How can and you that, say that's that? that's it. It contradicts the whole conversation. Right. Well, other things lead into that. Uh, On-base percentage is a factor of batting average. All that stuff factors into how much you're actually getting on base. And they just aren't doing that enough. Speaking of, Florielli homered again today. So, I mean, that's... that's uh, I saw that's, it. Uh, and that was a nuke, too. Kid. That was a nuke. Well, I look. mean, it, it's just... It's weird to me on that. And, and by the way, let me give a little shout-out to Billy McKinney, who's also played well. He's good. He's so, done well. He's done well. So, I, I'm not going to act like, oh, you know, the hell with, you know, the Yankees for not giving Florielli the chance. He's He has done well. He's done but, well. When I look at that Florial home run, I don't know if you have it pulled up or whatever, but it's a meatball. It's like a 90-mile-an-hour right fastball down Johnson, yeah. right down the middle. You don't see – and he kills those. And yeah. I talked to a couple scouts around the team. They say, you throw him a straight 90- to 93-mile-an-hour fastball over the plate, he crushes it. You throw him good off-speed stuff or upper 90s, like 96-plus, does not touch it. Yep. And that's you know that that's been his issue for a while too is is the whole strikeout. Um, he strikes out a shit ton. I even think in AAA he's striking out thirty plus percent of the time. But here is uh, that Crush. home run so everybody can see it right from center field. Uh, Yankees Get Farm out of here. Shout out to Yankees Esteban Farm. That guy's awesome. Let's go back here. Here it is, right here, folks. It's today. You see what happened? I, I mean, that is right down <laughs> right the catcher's field. reaction. Can we get, get a slow mo on the catcher's reaction? <laughs> let's, pa- let's pause it on this catcher quick. Look at him. He's like, oh shit. Watch the hit. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> He's like, damn it! Look at this. Why would you do that? And the pitcher's got his arms up, like, oh, like, he knew that. He knew that one wasn't going. Wasn't coming back. He's like, if that pitch is a little bit lower, he might swing and miss or ground out or roll out on that one, but not right there. He's not missing that pitch. Aaron Judge does that to guys a lot where you see a home run. I love watching the catcher in the re- – like, I'm one of those people when I watch the replays, I'll watch them like a hundred times and look at every person in the stands, how they react, how the catcher reacts, how the guy yeah. on deck reacts. I don't know why. It's just it, – it's, you know, relaxing to me. And the reactions uh, are always fun. I love watching the uh, the catchers just – oh. <laughs> We got another super chat here from Ruben. And then I got one more question I wanted to ask you on um, Anthony Volpe. That was actually written by Rick Riscucci today, who is a writer on our site. But he brought up a pretty valid point. Ruben says, Glaber and Gary were 280-plus hitters when they came up and then regressed. Why can't we get our guys to stay consistent or even get better? Batting average is a huge component to to a decent on base percentage. And that's why I think a lot of fans who live through the dynasty get very upset with the way the Yankees play baseball now. Yeah. Because, and I know the game has changed and I understand that, but the one thing that'll never change is if guys take pitches, they get on base and they get for a decent average. They're typically going to be a good player. Yeah. That has never really changed. But like you said before, the Yankees seem very, very willing and okay with a guy that hits in a very low 200, strikes out, and can hit you 20-plus homers. Yeah. You know, if you go back and look at the great teams in the 90s, they didn't have a lot of guys who hit a lot of home runs. It was always like upper 20s, yeah. maybe right. somebody would hit. I think Bernie hit 30 one year. Mm-hmm. Posada might have hit 30 one year. But, you know, 98, when they won 114 games, Tino hit 28. And yeah. I remember a specific quote by Joe uh, Torrey who said, we're like the Celtics. Nobody scores 50, but everybody scores 20, you That's know? Right. 
And that, I just thought that was a great way to describe it. Uh, just a great, very wise baseball way to describe it. But, um, you know, if you read a book like the inside the empire or whatever, or, or baby bombers, like one of the first things the Yankees always do is try and change guys. Once they get there to hit more home runs, they want to generate yeah. more power, right? What they look for is somebody who hits the ball hard with a lot of exit velocity and they try and change their launch angle. Yep. But you know what happens is that you make less contact when you change a things. A lot less, exactly. And I don't know if you saw the interview with Aaron Judge and Mookie Betts. And Judge yes. was like, they wanted to change my swing. And I was like, no, get the hell out of here. <laughs> yeah. Like, leave me alone. I'm good. <laughs> and he brought up that, like, in spring training, they tried to work with him on adjusting his swing a little bit. He's like, no, leave me the hell alone. Like, what do you, what do you even, I go to my guy in the offseason. That's that old man or whatever it is that has, like, a hitting academy. Mm-hmm. And he's like, it's work. Well, you know, what am I What am I looking to change? But uh, Rich, I wanted to bring this up to you because Rick brought up a pretty decent point. He said, if the Yankees send down Anthony Volpe, one thing is you could also send him down and you're basically swapping out top prospects for a top prospect. Yep. So you're switching out Volpe for, at that situation, would be Oswald Peraza. If the message to Volpe and the fan base is, hey, look, we are sending this kid down to work on a couple of things mechanically. We know he's there. We believe he's ready. But we want him to go down there, work with a few of our guys, and get back, and we expect him to be back up here pretty soon. Yeah. Is that the type of message you think the fan base looks at and goes, I mean, okay, I mean, his struggle has been kind of real. Maybe it gains his confidence back. He could work. They don't got to worry too much about stats there. He could kind of just get things going and then have you back up here maybe in a couple of weeks. Yeah, well, first of all, I don't think it would be a couple of weeks if they end up sending him. If they send him down, I think it's going to be a couple of months. I think they would let whoever replaces him, Peraza or whoever, just ride out the season. Mm -hmm. And then next year you have another spring training shortstop controversy oh, it's another base, story Derek. second base I, I yeah that's what, that's what i was gonna say and that, that gives you a chance to do the right thing this time mm. um you know i i believe volpe is going to be a good player but it's clear now that he's overmatched it's clear yeah i i just need to see i just need to see something <clears throat> i need to see some adjustments yeah no doubt about it then as we discuss this, guys, do me a favor. Hit that like button for us. I think we are closing in on 100 likes, so make sure you guys smack that like button up. I got to give credit to one guy, and it's funny because you do hear me say, I think you agree with the sentiment, is that you're probably not going to extend Glaber Torres. Uh, he's going to get uh, quite a bit of money. So here's a tweet today from Yankees Muse, and I want to throw this on the screen because this is kind of what his average is and what he's on pace for this year. Glaber Torres, 356 batting averages, what he is on pace for, 154 hits, 97 runs, 27 home runs, 70 RBIs, 69 walks, and only 84 strikeouts. Yeah. Glaber Torres, if he does this, he is going to get paid. Yeah. He is going to get paid. What the hell do you do? Well, they still have him under control for another season, right? One so, more season, yep. I mean, so I think they would do nothing. You know, I think they would do nothing. But uh, look, he should be doing. He should be having his best year. He's 26. He's entering his prime. I would expect next year to be even better than this year. Maybe the year after that to be even better, and then for him to regress. I, you know, I like Glaber Torres. I root for Glaber Torres. Yep. But if they traded Glaber Torres, I would not be heartbroken. Of course. I'm right there with you. And, 
you know, me and you have said this since the start of spring training, uh, basically that we thought that Peraz and Volpe should have both made the team, whether that is up the middle, however you see it. I'm a very, very big believer now that Anthony Volpe could be a decent shortstop, but he could be an elite second baseman. Yes. I really believe that. I think if you look at the kid and you go, everything about him, size, speed, arm strength, uh, range, I see him and I go second base. And then you see Peraza play a lot of times. You go, he's a shortstop. He can play elite, the left side. Elite he got shortstop. A, he got an absolute missile for an arm. He does everything. Amazing range. That is what is best for the Yankees. But then that's when Glaber Torres gets into the fold because you got even Yankee fans now saying, give him a hundred plus million dollars. And yeah. I'm like, you're batshit crazy. <laughs> you're batshit crazy. You know, I see Glaber and I hate saying it, but Glaber reminds me, and, and maybe this is kind of kind of judging him a bit. I'm worried about giving this guy a shit ton of money and be like, hey, you're set for the next six years. To me, he does. Look, I, I don't want to insult the guy. He's one of my guys, but I don't feel like he's got the kind of work ethic to, you know what I mean? Like That's when someone has I a problem, when someone has a problem hustling, I'm very hesitant to pay them the big contract, Yep. you know, because look at Aaron Hicks. You know, I feel yeah. like we're going to get that kind of effort, you know, yep. that kind of attitude. And, um, you know, I'll catch some slack for saying it, but it's clear. I think there's how many times has the guy, you know, bounced out and just not just not run down the line. Countless to me, that's times. unacceptable. Countless times. Countless times. And by all means, again, this is not us saying this is a bad ball player. That's that's the situation here is do you I I've already changed my opinion of trading him at the deadline. I don't think that's the right idea. I would definitely trade him in the offseason. I wouldn't wait that year. I think He's very valuable. I think you get something decent for him and build upon that. And just look at your team and go, you know what? These kids are just going to have to play. And this is the, the, the part where I want to get into telling you about uh, what, I, what I said in my video earlier today. Do Yankees at some point have to be a little ballsy? And they got to step out there and go, you know what? We're going to make this move. Oh, we are going to take the risk here and let this guy play. Now, some people will probably look at it and go, well, Pete, the Yankees are 10 over. Why don't they just let it keep riding? Let it keep riding, and then they'll be in the postseason potentially and go from there. 10 over but 9 out. <laughs> there you go. 10 over but 9 out. I mentioned today how I really believe, and this is not a game changer, but a guy like Ben Rordvet needs to be on this club. At this point, I'm not knocking Higgy. Higgy's good. Folks, he's a free agent at the end of the day. The Yankees are not re-signing Kyle Higashioka. Right. And I get that there's the, uh, uh, a pitching staff that might sit there and go, hey, look, we like this guy. The Yankees got to be ballsy, though, in the sense of saying, hey, look, we also made a commitment and a pretty large trade to bring this kid, Ben Rortvet, over, who is 25 years old, has an 1,000 OPS, and is hitting 340 in AAA yeah. when he's finally healthy. We got to let that lefty-righty platoon happen with him and, and Trevino because they're not getting production at all out of their catches. Trevino's OPS plus is 54. Yeah. It's ugly. Yeah, I think any chance that you can take to get offense into this lineup, and, you know, it really it, it confuses me when the Yankees go out of their way to trade for somebody or to hype somebody as a prospect, but then it looks like they don't believe in them. 
You know, yeah. it, 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 and if I'm thinking it, they've got to be thinking it. What's that? You know, what is WordFit saying? You know, hey, I'm hitting 350. <laughs> what do I got to do? I played well. What What's wrong with me? You yeah. know, like, why don't you guys, why don't you want me, man? Like, <laughs> yeah, it's 100% correct. <laughs> you know? That's it. That's it. It just, it just doesn't add up to me. Like, I'm looking at it and going, okay, what are the minor improvements? Because you're not, like I said before, you're not going to get an Aaron Judge. But if you can look at it and go, okay, Catching has not been a plus. What is the negative of saying maybe that maybe right now that Higashioka is kind of hot? He's playing pretty well. I proposed a trade with Miami. Miami's in contention. They're in a wild card spot. They do have a lot of pitching. Why can't you look at that? You mentioned a lefty. They got a kid over there, O'Kurt, who is pitching to a 240 ERA as a lefty. They got mm. Dylan Flora, who hasn't been that good as of late. But he's been there year and year again, a good sinker baller. They even got a kid in AAA, Anthony Maldonado, who is just dominating in AAA, doing fantastic, has yet to reach the major leagues. I'm sitting there going, as a ballsy move, if they were willing to take on a deal like that and go, their young kid, I forgot his name, I think his last name starts with an S, he's a 26-year-old catcher, hasn't performed well. Jacob Stallings doesn't hit at all, but he's great defensively. Maybe they sit there and go, maybe we add a veteran like a Higashioka that platoons like the situation is now. We get a little better. And if it's just giving up an arm, why not? Why not do a move and be a little ballsy? Because if people are concerned about, oh my God, an injury, folks, Austin Wells is in double A. Carlos Navarez, who is killing the ball in, in, in the minor leagues, is above double A. And then who else do they have? They have one, um, uh, Rodolfo Duran, who is having yeah. an amazing year and great defensively. They got guys that can still come up, that can help, and God forbid if there were an injury, they could take over. I just feel like in a situation like this, these are two teams kind of helping each other of an area that potentially could be a need. And the Marlins, they're in it. I mean, they're only about six they're, games out. They're in a while. You know, um, I, I, you know there, there's, I'm looking at their roster. There's a few guys I would be. What's the guys, catcher's name again? The, so they have Nick Fortes and they have. Nick Fortes, that's it. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and he's got he's hitting 236 um only played in uh or he's had 43 games uh three home runs 12 RBIs 66 OPS plus 26 years old so you know not an offensive guy i don't see any uh, i'm not looking and at Jacob his... Stalls is hitting like 180 i think so that's... yeah <laughs> you know they could i mean how would you feel about dealing Trevino i know i know it would piss off some of the pitchers not me it wouldn't piss me off look i like <laughs> I, i'm telling you man and and here's the other thing i mentioned in that video you got to remember the one the one thing that has always been told to us about Rortvet and what we got to see for a little bit of time. Rortvet has a better arm Yo, than Trevino yeah. and Higgy. Rocket. Not even close. And on top, if anybody thinks he's a major, oh my God, he's a defensive downgrade. No, he's not. Yeah. He's not. You know, I, I think about the Yankees organization and I think about other teams that um, that have less to contend with. They can just put their best players on the field. The Yankees have this marketing thing behind them where, you know, uh, they're under the microscope for every move and, and, and uh, you know, they sell Higgy jerseys and they, you know, they just want to hold on to everybody. Right. Yeah. And, and not, and not uh, can all this stuff, but uh, you know, to me, Rortfett, you got him to be there. You're young. I mean, he was supposed to step in last year, right? Yes, I mean, that's, that's that was my, my understanding. Yes, it was hundred percent. And now he's finally ready. He's tearing the cover off the ball. You know what he is defensively. I mean, he's got a billboard kind of face. You could market him if he gets hot, you know, I mean, no doubt. Why, you know, 
dude, I mean, how many how many muscle jokes does it give Michael K to make? You Facts. know, makes it makes the entertainment the, the broadcast a little more fun. Hey man, I'll say it right now. If this kid came up and played well, he'd be one of the most popular Yankees. Absolutely, absolutely, no question about it. There's and, no doubt about it. And also, too, folks, remember, I always bring it up because this is an important thing. He's 25. Yeah, he's 25 years he's old. Ready? This exact like this is the Yankees again to me, just being dumb. When it's like we've waited for years, there was the joke about the ghost of Ben Rordvet. He doesn't <laughs> exist to the point that even the beat writers started to get involved in it. Like, yeah, I mean, I think he's here, but we haven't seen him yet. So maybe yeah. he is a ghost. We don't know. And I'm like, he got called up. He plays a little bit. He doubles off the wall, gets another base hit. Has We were saying it. He had the best at bats of the game half of the time when the Yankees are struggling. Yeah, and they were still pinch hitting for him again. Like, yes, it, it can't be good for his confidence. Like, he was the only guy getting on Not base, and it was like we pinch hit for him because we want to get on base. It's like who's been taking, who's been spitting on pitches two inches <laughs> right. outside all day. Like, I, I don't, I don't, I don't know. And, and I, I would say, as a content creator for me, who obviously I have a over the top um, energy and attitude at times, and I scream and yell because it's just natural reactions to the game. But it pisses me to hell off to just look at it and be like, you guys do have ways of improving, but you're like scared to that. They're like, it's like they're just hesitant to go. But what if it doesn't happen? What if it doesn't work? Yeah. And it's like, but why, why think that way when you actually have the opportunity when one, it's early and two, Aaron judges out. Uh, let's see. What, what's Spencer Jones doing this year? He's starting to slow down a little bit, but I think he's picked it up a little as of late. K rate is still through the damn roof. Pulling up his numbers, 265, seven home runs. Yeah, I mean, the K rate, that's just going to be, you know, as a six, seven person, gonna he's going to have to shrink that strike zone. Yeah. I mean, he's going to – why don't they take the lessons that they learned with Aaron Judge and apply them? Like, I don't – Are I, the Yankees doing any of this? Stuff? I don't oh, – I, I don't know. I man. just don't understand – like – I would figure the Yankees would have the best and the brightest minds because they've got the most money and the, the big, most prestigious. But it seems like everybody running this <clears throat> team just makes the most idiotic and counterintuitive yeah. decisions. Like it, it makes you wonder if they're really thinking about this or if they're just like collecting their paychecks and they've gotten stale and they're not really, you know, you've gotten used to just coming into work and punching your time card and going yeah. home. It's like, are you pounding? Are you pounding the pillow at night because you can't figure this out? I know I am. Oh, I am right now. We don't even work for the organization. Now we're right. sitting there going, guys, there's obviously something wrong here. Like this stuff needs to be worked on and corrected. And you know, it's it's even worse when an example again of Anthony Volpe when you got David Cohn and you got Paul O'Neill sitting there saying it's obviously what he's doing. It's as clear as day, and it just keeps happening. And right. it doesn't go away. You got a hitter telling you what the problem is, and you got a pitcher telling you how you're exploiting him. And it's exactly, exactly. what's happening. Yep. Is there is there a telephone that can reach the broadcast <laughs> booth to the clubhouse? <laughs> right. Does Dylan exactly. Lawson does he leave does he leave the stadium and go sit in the fortress of solitude? Like, it, it, I don't understand where the disconnect is. And how come is it? Why do we have to fire the hitting coach every two years? Can we there just get it's it's the organizational philosophy. Yep. It's like it's like if you have a um a tree, right? And it's getting rotten fruit. You know, you replace you pick one apple off and the next one comes back, it's all gross or whatever. It's a problem with the tree. Yeah. You know, it's not the fruit. Right. There's something wrong. It's not getting the right nutrients. Well, we're it's, not it's, getting the right it's garbage in, garbage out. We're yeah. we're we're injecting the wrong philosophy. Yeah. 
And it's it's funny too because you know when I had uh, Eric Kratz on, who's who's gonna be on again on Tuesday, I spoke to Kratz about that, and we had a back and forth on a couple of things when it comes to the Yankee organization. But one of the things he a hundred percent sat there and said was that the Yankees organization let go of a lot of really good baseball people up and down New York, and he knows he was in the minors there, so he was yeah. at the minors and the major league level, and he said it flat out: there was a ton of good baseball people that the Yankees did let go. And hell, we can probably list some of those guys off the top of our head. Gary Denbaugh was known as one of the best in baseball. Uh, Kevin yeah. Long might be the best hitting coach in Major League Baseball. Right. We had to remember release him because he he's a drunk. Everybody's a drunk. I made that point a couple of weeks ago. Like, how many, like, they released him because he's a drunk. How many people do you work with on a daily base, basis where you come in, they come in and you, you're you like, hmm, smells like you had a rough night last night. <laughs> You know, I'm like, but you know what the funny thing is? Do you remember the video of Kevin Long? You would actually get video of him working on Robinson Cano's mechanics. Yeah. Where he would be, remember he did that soft toss, he would throw hard inside to get their hands in? Because he's like, it's Yankee Stadium. Right. When you get a good inside pitcher, it should be in the porch. Yeah. And he actually, you saw video of him working with these guys doing this. Every every video of Dylan Dylan Lawson. Lawson existed. He's looking at an iPad. Every time you see Dylan Lawson, he's in the dugout with an eye, looking at an iPad, like pointing at, at stuff. His only philosophy, from what I can tell, is to swing at strikes, you know, yeah. to, 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 to swing at strikes. But I, mean, uh, I, was, I was told that in Little League. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, it's not exactly rocket science. There's got to have there's got to be some nuance to this. If you're a professional, he's just not getting it done. You know, Marcus Timms get, didn't get it done. Hensley Mullins didn't got, get it done. How about we try somebody who was actually a good major league hitter? How about Don Mattingly again? They were pretty good with Don Mattingly, you know. Yep. How, you know. How, look, I I don't know what uh, what Mark Teixeira is doing these days. Before the shift, he was a damn good hitter, yep. and he seems like he would be a good communicator. Yep. He hit from both sides of the plate, so he can understand the approach from both sides of the plate. Played you know ten years in Yankee Stadium. Seems yeah. like a logical move. I see him doing interviews and shit. Obviously, he's got nothing to do. Yep. Hell, even even I, I don't know if he'd want it, but even Paul O'Neill. I mean, when you just yeah. hear him talk about hitting, you're like the guy knows. And on top of that, he got an attitude, so he'd probably pull a guy <laughs> over and go, "What the hell are you doing?" That's like, the problem, though. Did you? Did you? Yankees leave don't want everything? that. The, Yankee, the Yankees don't want their guys that, getting their feathers ruffled. That's a ruffled. major problem. That's you know, a major problem for me because look, if I'm a if I'm a ball player, I want somebody who's done it to look at me and go, "Hey, man, look." We we talked about this before this game. What the hell are you doing? Yeah. Like, that motivates me. And look, we know it motivated Gary Sanchez with the Yankees because apparently Tony Payne used to boot him in the ass every day. Every day. <sighs> uh, but where is Tony Payne? He's, he's in Dominican Republic eating platano con salami all day. There's <laughs> nothing else. I mean, how are these guys not in Major League Baseball? I don't understand. Larry, where's Larry Boa at nowadays? Like, where are these guys that had a little bit of a temper to go, guys, what the hell are you doing? Isn't I Larry Bowa of, dead? I thought Larry. Be, I don't know. Is he dead? <laughs> I have no idea. Not, <laughs> we're, we're, I think you did this one other time and the guy was alive. So <laughs> this guy alive. here is dead. <laughs> this guy's actually dead. Who knows? But my, my thing is, too. Um, Damn, I just lost the train of thought of the other person that I was thinking at. But they just need more uh, uh, of that. You, you don't ever see the Yankee dugout and somebody talking to somebody. And somebody going, hey man, like what you know, what what like you don't see animation, you don't see nobody animated yeah. as a coach to a player. 
I would love to see some of those uh, late nineties guys be back involved, you know, guys who understand winning, who understand a different approach. I'd love to get Willie Randolph back involved. Hell yes. Hell yes. No doubt. What is he doing nowadays? Listen to the Bernie Williams concerts. Yeah. (laughs) Well, let's take a look before we wrap this up of the Yankee lineup today. Uh, I guess uh, I get my, my good friend, Mario Gomez, a little plug down there in the comments. Willie Calhoun in right field, Glaber Torres at second base, Anthony Rizzo at first base, Josh Donaldson DHing tonight, Bowers in left field, Amayu at third base, McKinney in center, Trevino catching, and Oswald Oswaldo Cabrera is the shortstop today. Clark Piece of Schmidt is on the mound, and we are 18 likes away, guys. Uh, what's your thoughts on today's lineup? I mean, we might very well win, but that lineup, I'm just gonna be honest, it makes me want to vomit. <laughs> We might win. Bill Bowers might hit two home runs, but like we got three or four guys who who are playing tonight who were not on any roster the day before spring training. Yep. Yep. And that is it. That's that's uh that's the Yankees in a nutshell right now, folks. So tonight's game, of course, is an ESPN game. So just make sure to anybody out there, I believe you've got MLB TV, you ain't watching today because that's how it goes. So make sure you get your cable provider stuff straightened and watch that ball game. And if you don't want to watch it, I'll be calling it at seven o'clock. So you know where to come for that. Uh, Derek will be doing his recap, of course. Um, Derek, any uh, final words for us on this Sunday? I, I just I need a win, man. We got a day off tomorrow. I hate a day off after a loss, especially after a yeah. series loss to the Red Sox. We got to win. And then we all got across. a subway series coming up for two games. It's going to be nice. Verlander no and Scherzer, the old men. Yeah. Versus no, Cole no, uh, and Severino. Nice matchups, good pitching matchups. But I'm then again, of course, you have no no judge or Pete Alonzo's. <laughs> that's the only yeah. uh that's the only other downside. But New York baseball right now is a, is it's just in shambles. It is a bit of a mess. All right, folks, grab yourself something to eat. Grab yourself uh, some water, get hydrated for the game tonight, as I'm gonna do. And join me in about an hour or so for the ball game. And of course, catch Derek on NYY recaps right after the ball game. Until next time, guys, we are out. See you all later. Competition, but if you go against me, you the opposition. But if you want to test, you look like you can close the distance. I'ma give an A for effort since you're so persistent. Uh, with you, I'm just practicing. Cause I'm back to back. Let's get back to winning. As a matter of fact, I'm not that forgiving. Cause you did this against.